Good morning. Today's class is sponsored by Moshe Netalov, Lunishmat Shmuel Kai Bentovo. Class is also sponsored for Eliana Batsipora for success in completing Aliyah, and, it's, and it's, she should have a safe, successful year in Israel. She took also for Levi Yitzhak Ben Ruth, for Shalemar for Chaya Mushka Bat Ruth. She should have a clear mind in all aspects of her life. For Shalema for Yoel Yael Bat Odet Nama, and also Leunishmat Roger Asher Ben Marcel. Also for Shiduch for Chaim Ben Roger. The whole month is also sponsored by Yikutel Yehuda Mordechai for Zivug and Shalom Bayit. Not Zivug. He's going to need the Shalom Bayit afterwards, mm-hmm. but first he needs a Zivug. Round two, round one, round two. <laughs> and God willing, also in. Success also of the Shabbat Manavaga, the Elvin Shabbat, Emin Shabbat, 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 and Makhim Tobasha, and Full Shalema of Shalom Yamina, of Daniel Ben Sarah, the Shabbat, the Shifalaya, Mary Chubb, and Chaya, and Rabbi Baba here, and the Unishmat, Yachmel, Diana, and Gedaya. Okay, all right, today's class is we're going to talk about a wonderful class. Also, just to please share and rate the podcast, and also the August 24th event in. Park East, it's a it's an event for singles and and, and relationships. The, the first half is, is a class, and the second half is going to be speed dating, etc. That is going to be August twenty fourth in Park East Synagogue. Okay, I was just in New York for a few days, a little vacation with my wife for her birthday, and I came back and I get home. You know, obviously any any flight out of you know Florida to uh, Miami seems to be a it seems it used to be a very simple thing. And now it becomes sort of mission impossible with all kinds of wonderful delays and et cetera. So obviously I get home very late and I'm asking myself, what in the world am I going to, how, how am I going to get up tomorrow morning and give this class? And how am I going to have the head to give this class tomorrow morning? And this is exactly what I'm going to talk to you about today, which is really, really, it's actually, the, the thing happened so I can give you the class, et cetera, on this. So Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 60, we, we've spoken many times about the concept of his bodidut, but now we're going to talk about the concept of his boninut. Okay? His bodidut is, is more of a talking, physically speaking out. Bonen, boded, is to be alone. Bonen is, comes from bina, which that represents contemplation. You know, when you're in that zone, when you're in that, when you're in that, that good zone in life, when you're focused, you're in a state of bonen, you're in a state of contemplation. But that's, if we could all be there, you know, what we do for, for concentration today. And this concept, Rabbi Nachman says, if you want to get his boninut, you need, you, need, you need wealth. You need wealth. Because it's very hard to, to, to contemplate your creator and have very deep, deep thinking. And I actually prayed for this. I actually prayed for this years and years ago, that I wanted to get to a high level of contemplation because it's, it's very hard just to be reactive and, and just to, you know, you pick up five minutes here, to, you know, two-minute YouTube videos on inspiration. It's not going to do anything for you. I'm going to be honest with you. Let's, let's, it's, you know, we're, we're, right now we're dealing with half of the world has a, it's almost like the, the, the candle's out. So all we're doing is here. Let me light it up for you for two minutes. We're not, we need to get lit up. We need, to, we need a higher consciousness. You know, this is why, you know, if I don't have, you don't have time, I don't have time for your classes. Do you have a two-minute class? You know, 
you're not getting much. All you're going to get is, uh, I'll get you down the block from here to here, from this gas station to another gas station. Pretty much when we're asking for two-minute situations, all we're doing is going from one gas station to another gas station to fill up no air, because we have no air. Instead of thinking, why do I have no air? What's, what's happening? So this concept of, I was, we all live like that at, at times. You know, we're going from one gas station mentally to another gas station, or one relationship to another gas relationship with the same flat tire, and thinking that this is going to be the solution. The new, the new gas station somehow is going to solve everything, and next thing you know, we end up with another flat tire, and we ask God, why are you doing this to me? We, we've all been there. Let, let's be honest. I, I, one thing I've gotten, Baruch Hashem, Hashem has humbled me tremendously. And, and I'm actually very grateful about all these challenges. And it's because I need to relate to people more. Sometimes I'm thinking I'm, I'm not relating enough to people, but it's good when you get smacked in the face and, and you have no clarity yourself. It's extremely important how much more you need to relate to what people are going through. And it's, and it's, it's given me a lot more, um, a lot more humility in, to just understand more. And, and if you can understand more, you can help people more. So we, we've all been there. And really, really the key to what Rab Nachman is telling us here is we need to recognize that the day begins unpurposely, begins very, very short. The day is very, very constricted. And this is what we're going to talk about, what wealth means. Wealth means really, really a contemplation, length of days. You can... You can have $20 billion in your bank account. Once the time's to go, you can't take not even your socks with you. You understand? But if you live those days chasing, and if you live those days fighting with your whole family over estates and wills and money, and next thing you know, you're in the, you're in the grave. And what, did, what, what did you... All you have is what you give in this world. Whatever you have in this world that you're going to take with you is the charity you gave, and the legacy you gave. Like what, did you, what, what, did, what did you represent? That's why the purpose of having children is really, really to carry on your legacy. What did you bring to the world? What did you, you know, Rav Nachman, for example, you know, people have legacies, you know. People, they, they, they died, but they, they, they left a legacy. They left things, they left words in this world that people could benefit. That is the ultimate greatest gift, to have a son and to be able to give that son your wisdom so he can carry that legacy. Because otherwise, again, okay, so you, this guy, you know, the richest place in the world could be the cemetery itself. This guy has 60 billions, 20 million, 15. Look at, look at the plots. 5 million, 7, what's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference at the end of the world? Oh, you, what would you leave over? Okay, so you left over inheritance, fighting, everybody's fighting for the will, etc. And, and, and again, I, the whole point of all of this is to just a step back that, you know, 99% of things people worry about you know, they say don't, this never even happened. So, we're, you know, we're not spending our days with length of days. We're spending our days with very short kotzer ruach. And again, I, I know myself. When I get to those days, it's just, it's an irritability. It's, it's not me. It's not me. And, and nothing comes to me in those days. So I start asking God, I want, I want length of days back. Length of days refers to where Nachum says, is, comes, from the, comes, comes from Keter. Length of days is being a visionary. A visionary doesn't need to see something so close. A visionary sees the bigger picture. A visionary, you know, Lahavdil, you know, they just paid, you know, this coach. I don't know, Paul, I forgot his name. The guy from Popovich, I think they paid him an exorbitant amount of money, $60 million, to coach a team. 
What do you need to pay a coach? What do you need to pay? What do you need to pay a guy? He's not even playing in the game. What are you paying a guy sixty million dollars to coach a team? Because he he has a vision. He knows how to handle the reactions. He knows what to do with it when it's two seconds left in the game. And that's what really, what we should really be praying for. And believe it or not, well, because I prayed for great contemplation, I ended, up getting, I ended up getting the wealth out of it. You understand? You get it backwards. You see, we're all playing, I need wealth to get to contemplation. No. <laughs> Once you start getting wealth, you're going to lose, you, the last thing you're going to do is ask for, is get contemplation. But if you ask for contemplation, genuinely, if you really want to go into deep thinking, into deep, 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 deep mindfulness, and where you can really, really see the essence of situations, not fight the details, then you need, you need, this, you need to be comfortable in life. You need to be comfortable mentally. At least you have to be to a point where you at least have a relationship with your creator that you're not always, you know, bankrupt to the next moment, etc. So Rav Nachman says there's these great deep contemplations and they're only attained by the means of wealth. As it says, there is no bread, there is no Torah. Right? At least one must have a livelihood so you can have this. So imagine that you can, instead of praying for money, you should ask God, I want to... I want to sit down, and, but you have to, it's very important that you have to believe what you say. Like you can't, you can't be the person that's waking up at 12, 11 o'clock in the morning and say, I need contemplation, God. First, first get up at, you know, get up at 9 o'clock in the morning, then you could start. If you're getting up at peak hours, and you're getting up and you're showing intent to really, really pick up your game, then you can start asking for contemplation. But if you're like, you know, if you're getting, sleeping at 1 o'clock in the morning and and, you know, contemplate the, 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 player, the prayers, you know. It's like the guy who has, haven't, hasn't been in the gym for years and is asking, I, I need to have a six-pack. I mean, first get into the gym. First show success. Then you can say, I want a six-pack. You're, you're not even in the gym yet. It's extremely important that all wealth comes from there. Wealth comes from length of days. What that means is making your day count. It's your attitude to be able to have a different attitude every single day and look at every single day as brand new. That is called length of days. My day is long. My day has contemplation. For example, getting up at 5 or 6 o'clock, I, was, I could say I'm going to be tired, I'm going to be exhausted. What am I going to talk about? I see the constriction. I need to rip into the constriction. There's a constriction in the morning. My job is to go little by little, chip away, and create that opening. You know, chip away in that chip away from the constriction, the heaviness. We've spoke about many times that right after, right, right when we go to sleep, we go to sleep with all of our situations, with all the issues that are alive in our lives. And we wake up, and all we did in sleep is really going to surrender. But at the end of the day, when we wake up in the morning, what do you think showing up? These issues. These issues are showing up right in the morning, and that's when you don't want to face them. Correct? Because you remember, you can't sleep forever. You still sleep is supposed to be a concept of faith, but we still have to deal with them. They're going to show up, and next thing you know, they do show up, and they make you and they make you go into contraction. They make you say, "Oh my God, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this. Let me just go back to bed. Let me just go back to bed, because the heaviness is is too great." So this is where Reb Nachman says the key to wealth is really lengthening your days, making your day longer. Even if you wake up earlier and you study a little bit before. Remember, it's not so much what you do, it's the attitude of what you're doing. 
What is your attitude? You can fail a hundred times, but if your attitude is good, you're going to get it. If your intention is the right intention, you will succeed. Understand? Even if I buy my wife the wrong present, but I bought it, especially women, they all, all, they, all they care is about is the intention behind. Men care about the big picture. Okay, what kind of watch is it? What kind of this? <laughs> We're not into the intention. We're really into okay, the value and what it looks like. Women, need, they need that intention. They need that intention. So it's all, with us, that's why we have, to, we have to learn the feminine aspect spiritually on intention because sometimes we're missing the feelings as guys on how that. So lengthen, lengthening the day practically could mean in your life is, is, is being in a responsive and having a new attitude that God can create this world today and things can change from the best, the very worst to the very best every day. And every single day is a new opportunity for a new prayer. Every single day it's a new opportunity for everything. You know, I, I like to sometimes switch gyms and I have different trainers in different gyms because it's a brand new experience. It's a brand new workout. It's a brand new experience with a different trainer, different, completely different. And yet it's still working out. But you could see three different people have a three different ways to do it, but it creates a new renewal versus going to the same place, same situation, same things. It's already predictable. So sometimes we are too predictable. Right? And the, and the evil inclination knows how predictable you are. And he knows how to get you. And he knows exactly how to get you. Oh, you're going to worry about this money. You're going to worry about the, the, your, your problem with your wife. He's going to go to sleep at this hour. He knows exactly how to get you, believe me. And we're, this is why it's so important to do his bodhidut and to do different things and to shock. It's because he's, you're very predictable. So if you're already predictable, I know exactly what you're going to do, what time you're going to wake up, etc. You're going to be on your phone from 7 in the morning to 8.30, and then you're going to make a coffee, you're going to go half asleep to work, and then you're going to be pissed off at the lady who cut you off, and then blah, blah, blah. blah. It, it's almost the day's already predicted. Your subconscious is running 90% of the day, and maybe you listen to my class, you'll retain 2% of it, and by the time you go home, you do the same thing. So those are called dead days. You understand? That's a dead day. It's a dead day because that day had really had no, no vitality. The day was just on subconscious mode. Subconscious mode. That's a dead day. And they say today, our subconscious is running 90% of the... You even go to work, you don't even know how, how the hell you got to get to work. You drove, you, you don't even know how you got there. You're on the phone call, next thing you know, you're at work. Do you understand how, how we, we're programmed? We're so programmed to this... To this to this constant steady. So this is where you have to break the day. Even if I wake up in the morning, I learn a new book. Even if I wake up in the morning, I try a new breathing. It's, it's breaking up the routine. Breaking up the, 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 the constant day is the same day. And that is extremely where wealth comes. Because at the end of the day, you need new ideas, a new perspective, etc. And you get this by, you, first we get this by actually having a new attitude of saying, this day is just created. This day is a brand new day. This day is a day that has never been before. Today is what, July 14th? It's never been before, never been here before. It will never be before again. So I'm going to try to live in the moment as much as possible. So why wake up at nine o'clock? What is that gonna do for me? Let me wake up at the same time, wake up and, and rip through that, rip through that morning. Cause that, the evil inclination, what the Yetzirah wants it to do is make that, make, your day shut. 
And the worst thing you could see when people say, it's not really the time they wake up or whatever, it's just when, when you don't feel productive that day, it's one of the worst feelings in the world. Not feeling productive is one of the worst feelings in the world because you didn't do anything. That day, had, that day didn't count. And little by little, these non-productive days, you know, you're in, a, you're in a store, okay, we didn't sell anything today. Wonderful. The next day you didn't sell it. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect your self-esteem. It's going to affect you on the long run. It's going to signal. The, that's why you have to have certain times to be on the phone. You have no business being on the phone in the early hours because that's peak time. Those are times where you can really, really, really get to places. You know, when, you, when, you're, when you're in that peak, when you're in that mode in the morning, that's really the time to really, really do as much as you can because you know in the afternoon already that energy is already going to be constricted. So you have, to, you have to really, really do things that you can focus on and things that you're going to be productive as much as you can in those mornings. Having a phone in your freaking face the whole day and, and just being reactive to other people's lives and to be spectators in other people's lives, it's not going to do much for you and it's going to cripple your self-esteem. And that's not called length of days. That's called shortness of days. And shortness of days is the opposite of wealth. Ramachan tells us that length of days is your breath, my, my breath, my, my, my new oxygen, my new vitality. Studies are already showing that the way, you, the way you anticipate the next day is the way your day, the day is going to be, is gonna, how are you going to wake up that day. So it's not so much of what happened yesterday. It's the anticipation of a new tomorrow. It's the anticipation of a new day. Just like when we go on vacation, we, we wake up earlier. We, 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 don't miss, we don't miss those flights. We don't have that when you're on vacation. Somehow you find a way to get that flight. It's because you're anticipating something new. You're anticipating excitement. And this is, again, this is all a mental thing. The, the beginning of the shortness of the days is what we're doing is we're walking around with a donkey. And you know what's happening? We are walking around with a donkey and we're loading the stuff that we're supposed to be putting on the donkey on our shoulders. So we're walking the donkey with all the load of life in us. And it comes to the simplicity of life called cast your burden onto your, cast your burden onto Hashem. He didn't say you're not going to have a burden. And he gave you a donkey. And he's expecting you to take the, don- the stuff on the, from, the, from your shoulders and put it on the freaking donkey. But because we're not in the moment, we're carrying the stuff and we're carrying the donkey also. <laughs> and then we're exhausted. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So... In my own lives, I said, am I? I have a donkey next to me and I'm carrying all the stuff that I can't control on me right now. And I'm exhausted. So exhaustion is telling you, you are not taking things and elevating it to your creator. And I know this is a very, very confusing concept, especially if you come from, you know, if you come from a world of the, without Hasidus, because they tell you, oh, you're smart enough to figure everything out. So figure out a way to put all the stuff on the donkey with one leg. No, you're, you're, you're supposed to be vulnerable and come to your creator and say, Creator, I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle this anymore. It's, I can't. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I need your help. I'm casting this burden onto you. You're the one that took me out of Egypt. I'm in Egypt in this situation. Here you go. 
I can't, if I can't control it, I'm going to give it in your hands. And if you don't do that, then that's negligence. That is negligence. Negligence is walking around with a donkey with all the stuff, in, 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 with all the load. And, and believe it or not, we do that a lot. And we have to go to therapists. The therapist, what does the therapist tell you? You know, you should put some stuff on the donkey. Obviously, you should put the stuff on the donkey. But we don't see things because we're, we're, that's what our emotions do to us. And that causes the heavy load and shortness of days. And that creates just a reactive. Anger comes, frustration, anxiety, etc. And that is called shortness of day. And it says a fool vents his breath. A fool is always venting. What does it mean a fool is always venting? That person has no oxygen. So he's just venting. He's venting. Venting is a, is a sign of poverty. Because remember, what, what's after frustration? Triggers and anger. Where, where the opposite is length of days. I woke up in the morning. I meditated. I prayed. I woke up. I did this. I studied. I gave a class. I, I worked out. My breath is... I have a new breath. I have a new vitality. You know, when you have these situations, and sometimes you have shal- we have shalom bite issues, and the breath, the energy is off, and then you make up, and then the energy is different. We have to be the ones that come in with that extended breath. Rabbi Nachman tells us there's three things that could take away your breath. There's three things that could take away your vitality, and that's connected to your nefesh. It's connected to your three things, and that is money, sex, and food. So you have to monitor. You know, I, I ate some bread the other day, and the bread almost put me to sleep. I eat very healthy bread, but somehow there was not, not available that bread. And the bread, imagine eating bread for breakfast and the bread is putting you to sleep. Uh, hello, I have a whole day to go. But it gives you stomach ache, it confuses you. So you can see, oh my God, like I have to be careful what kind of food I eat. Because that food could put me to sleep and could shorten my day. Now I'm tired. If I'm tired, I can't contemplate that day. You understand? So food itself, from Nachman says, is a lot of us, because eating the wrong foods, the foods put you to sleep. Fooding, putting you to sleep is when you're doing things without a head. When you're just doing things without, with, without the head in mind. So when you're eating the wrong foods, that puts you to sleep. Overeating puts you to sleep. You understand? Because you, you're not contemplating. So that's why I'm so stuffed, I'm so full, I can't even breathe. So anytime you say, I can't even breathe, it's not so good. It's not a good sign, because that means there's no contemplation. There's, there's venting, reaction, exhaustion. Okay? Obviously, this month, this, this challenge is a thousand times harder this month, because we're already in the, you could feel the heat. The heat is Tammuz, Asaf. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of reactions today. There's a lot, it's a reactive energy. You understand? You know, sitting and waiting for 25 planes to take off. You know, again, if you don't have a book, you don't have a breathing method, you're like, what the hell's going on? Blah, 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 blah. What's another thing that could take away our breath? Another thing that could take away our breath is obviously uh, for, for men, sexual impurity, right? She took my breath away. She took my breath away. She took your vitality away from you. She took your, 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 because when you, when you, when you lust, lusting does not have an extended breath. Even a person has relationships, you should have 
extended, deep, deep, deep breathing. Deep breathing is deep thinking. Lust is shortness of breath. Shortness of breath. So when you're chasing, you're chasing, unfortunately, vanities, and you get jealous, you, your breathing stops. So anytime again, breathing stops means my brain is not thinking. <laughs> I'm, my, my, my brain is, is, is all reactive. So, so again, she took my breath away. That means she took, she's going to take your money away from you. Breath, money, vitality, your life, etc. So you don't want to say she took my breath away. Because that means you need, you need your breath. You don't need to give it away. And the last thing is money. Without having the proper, the appropriate uh, trust in God, we, we constantly have a shortness of breath. We're anxious. We're anxious. Um, you know, I can't, I can't wait to make the deal so I can breathe. How many times do people say that? I can't wait to make the deal. I can't wait for the deal to go so I can breathe. Breathe and the deal will happen. Breathe and the deal will happen. Understand? Versus this constant anxiety. Guys, we all fall through it. The purpose of having a constricted breath, just like the purpose of being dehydrated, is not to say, I can't believe I'm dehydrated. Imagine some guy tells you, I can't believe I'm dehydrated. Schmuck, go drink water. What, 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 what do you expect it to do? Go drink water. Just sit there and tell everybody you're dehydrated. I can't believe how dehydrated I am. Go drink water. Is it a genius to find out? So when we have a shortness of breath, that's a sign of, sh it's a signal. It's a signal, either you're chasing, you're, you're in tomorrow's problems, you haven't let go of yesterday's, yesterday's mess, and you're definitely not in, in today's day. There's no greater way to control your, your emotions by being in the than, than your breath. Your breath takes, your takes you from your unconscious to your conscious mind. But this is means of when I would, what are we talking on also breath? When I pray, when I have a good conversation with my creator, when I have a good learning session, when I listen to a, I have a new breath. You understand? I have a new think, new way of thinking. New information gives you new thinking. Nobody has ever had a phone in their hand and says, wow, what a new breath I just got. Did you ever have a phone? I'm scrolling Instagram. I can't believe what, a, what an oxygen I just got. Ah, I feel so much better. I feel so much better after all that scrolling. Ah, what a, I can't wait to do it again. When we're on our phones too much, it's a response to pain. It's a response to pain. We don't want to deal with the situation, which is zoning out. You understand? We're zoning out. We're zoning out. I purposely in my office... And I get, I get stuff for, for, for my classes, and I, I, I say, I can't, I can't respond to all this stuff. I can't. I'll go nowhere. Be not, I won't be productive. So the studies are showing you have to get a huge screens right in front of your face and you're off. And your computer screen should be extremely big. This is where you focus only on this. Because otherwise, the phone, the, the bigger the screen, bigger screens, smaller screens. So again, all of these things effect. Again, nobody's telling you you can't be on your phone. Nobody's telling you this. But you have to have some kind of morning where you're able to break through the barriers in the morning and you're able to create new things to give you a new breath, to give you a new attitude. Whether I'm doing a super, super, you know, all kinds of brain hacking in the morning with, 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 with cold plunges and, and, and hot and cold and and all kinds of things just to get me into that new, newness, 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 new energy. 
Because you want to shock, you want to break the body, you want to shock the body from going into the same routine again, over and over, over and again. You know, different juices in the morning, celery juice in the morning, all these things can give you different energy. It just it changes your energy completely when you just go in the mornings and you know, hey, today's a new day, today I got, to, I got this to work on, today I got to be focused, etc. versus what time am I waking up? I need to, my body needs to wake up. And yes, it is not easy. Rav Nachman tells us, it's not easy. But I promise you, you cannot live an unconscious life. And that's what's happening. Half of the world is unconscious. It's unconscious. It's unconscious. And this is a reality. We're either, we're either stuck on yesterday or today. We're not present. And this is exactly the job of the Yetzirah, to keep you sleeping. Later, more snooze buttons. You need another 20 minutes. What do you need? Another 30 minutes you need. You're right. Another, take another. To, to the point where we should be smacking our faces with the snooze button. This is the time to wake up. This is the time to wake up and cry out that my temple has, is destroyed. My conscious, I'm not hitting peak potential. And I'm not even taking any steps towards peak potential. At least let me take steps towards. Let me start five minutes. Because remember, if you start getting focused, mm-hmm. you start, the more focused you are and the more energy you have, that will equal some kind of production. <laughs> but when there's no energy and there's no breath and there's no vitality and yesterday becomes tomorrow and, and, and there's, no, there's no oxygen, then you could almost expect just a breakdown soon. You know, the, the guy going to the gas stations over and over again from one gas station, he will eventually be burnt out and says, I can't do this anymore. Nobody's telling you. People, get a new tire. Get a new belief system. You know, pain's supposed to get, you, get, get us there. And this is where Rav Nachman says, the way to attain wealth is by the means of rectification of atik, which means length of days. Elder means an elder. When you refer to an elder, not in America. Elders have Alzheimer's in America, unfortunately, God forbid. But elders are not, elders are supposed to be people with a lot of wisdom. A lot of wisdom. Not, not the elders of, I, I can't even remember what I did yesterday. Elder means, I have a, I have a mem, my memory is huge. Today we've, we've lost because of our foods, because of stress. Our memories have been shortened. The elder has, doesn't remember anything today. With that spirituality, the elders don't remember anything. <laughs> the elders forget everybody. So the forgetfulness is the shortness. And again, we're too busy. That's why it's extremely important to stop chasing anybody's life. Because the more you chase anybody's life, you're not, you're not only are you not creating your own life, but you're in somebody else's race that you shouldn't be in. <laughs> You're the wrong race. And you're definitely not going to win because you're in the wrong race. You need, to re- you need to chase your own life. You know, today, a guy opens up a pizza store. You know, what does the other guy do? Opens up right next door to him. I mean, can't you? There's no creativity today. There's no creativity. There's, no, there's, no, there's a lack of creativity of, oh, what can I do? What are, what are my skills? What, is, what can I bring versus, oh, he's making money. I should make the money just like him. It's, this, this, there's, it's not so much of a lack of... You have no creativity to you? You can't think of anything else to do in life? Just copy him? So th- this is unfortunately creates this. 
And this is where length of days the person must attempt to expand, increase his days. Because the place where each day starts is extremely narrow. In other words, the beginning of the day, the devotions that he has to perform. Praying, studying, working, they're going to be extremely difficult. Expect this. It's, you're not going to wake up and say, Good morning, sunshine! Let's go! No. It happens after you get into flow. Due to this, the beginning is very narrow since, the begin, since he must begin little by little then afterwards he expands and progresses. Thus, a person must attempt to increase, expand, extend each successive hour. Even your posture. When you are sitting up straight, and you have an expansive posture, that gives you a, even just being present, it may, gives you better, more adrenaline, it gives you not more adrenaline, but more, more um, I forgot, I forgot, Amy Cuddy gave, gave a whole serotonin, just the way you stand, the fact mm -hmm. that I'm, a, I'm, impra I'm embracing this day, right? Increasing, extending it. Likewise, when the next day arrives, he should progress and expand even more. And so, too, each time the day should, exp should be expanded. Expansion of, you have to be in an expansion mindset versus a constriction mindset. And this is why the mornings, I, I, don't, I can't remember a person who's told me, listen, I had a breakthrough with your classes, what did I do? I woke up earlier, every single time, I woke up earlier, I did it about the dude, I never heard a person tell me, how did, you, how did I get through this? I slept in more, I, uh, I don't know, I just randomly at one o'clock, I just popped in a video and it was great, and my life changed. I don't remember that, I don't remember, I remember every single case, I woke up earlier, I started exercising, I started breathing, I started thinking more, I started helping others. Expansion! Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Expansion versus, I never hear the story where the person tells me, I contracted so much, I'm the happiest person. I can't believe how happy I am. Because when you expand, you create more space. Why? Where do you create more space? Between the situation and your reaction and your response. It's a stimulus. The more expansive I am, the more I see the essence of situations. The more contractive I am, the more I'm self-centered. I can't give if I'm going to contract them all. And it all begins on how you stand up, how you stand up, how you walk. Your posture is extremely important. The breath, how you're feeling. Monitor the posture. Monitor your posture. And if you do get into that constrictive mode, go into breathing. Go into breathing. Go straight into breathing because breathing interrupts you and it restarts the day. Doesn't mean we're going to hit the day in the one shot flow. Okay, I, I, had a, I had a nice run. I'm taking a break. A new oxygen. And this is one, Ramnachan says, upon this, Ramnachan says that one should e see each day as a new beginning. Thus, it takes even greater significance because when a person sees everything as a new beginning, and this is why I never understood how in the world Ramnachan's student, Ramnachan, was able to do all this. He, he was, there was, Everybody was after him. The Russians, the, 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 the people who were against Hasidus, 
been misnagdim or against him. He was, the guy was on the run. The guy's life woke up, he was on the run. And how in the world was he able to accomplish and write everything for Rav Nachman? I, it's beyond, but he was so always, today I gotta deal with today. That's all I have to deal with today. And he was able to constantly move fast and move and move and move and move. But most importantly, if you're able to win the first victory in the morning, which is against your pillow, your bed. Your bed is your friend at a certain hour. After a certain hour, your bed is your enemy. You have to look at your phone as your enemy also. Don't look at your phone as your friend. You have to look at your phone as an enemy. At a certain hour, your phone is an enemy. It's taking away my time. Look at your bed as an enemy. A certain hour, it's a friend. After that, in lo- na- now, you're sleeping with the, 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 sleeping with the enemy. You are sleeping with the enemy. That's how you have to look at these things. And you have to be intense. And that's how you merit to get length of days. And I promise you, the hard work that you do to, to break this, this, the, the, these routines and break, the, and break that morning and get up that extra half an hour earlier, you will feel productive. And nothing in the world is going to put a fa- nothing in the world is going to put a smile on your face than being productive. And nothing in the world is going to make you more frustrated in life than not being productive. And eating a big dessert is not going to solve that problem of not being productive. Numbing is not going to help out. So this is the days where you have to pay the price. Remember, first 15 days of anything is going to be unbearable. The next 15 days, uncomfortable. Then you'll be unstoppable in that thing. So it gets easier. Things get easier. It, it, it looks like it's unbearable. The pain, it looks up. But once you start waking up early and you start saying, this is my friend. This is good for me. This is good. Embracing the day. Embracing that constriction. Embracing that tiredness in the morning. Waking up when everybody else is sleeping. You'll feel more empowered. And believe me, guys, I, didn't, I did not go to yeshiva I did not, all I did is I had a tremendous amount of discipline and had a really strong mornings that, that, that allowed me to get a lot more done than I would be able to. And this, this, this is involves in everything else. And this is where Reb Nachman says that the fear of God prolongs one's days. When I see that God's, God's, God's waking up, the, the, the temple is destroyed, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to wake up and pray. The fear of God, the fact that, not the fear of God that, oh my God, he's going to punish me. The, the presence that, oh my God, I have an opportunity that my creator's here and he, and he gives me that will. And when you start breaking that day, breaking those days, then you merit wealth. And there is studies showing that people wake up earlier are much more successful. They're much more successful. And there all kinds of studies that when you're productive in the morning hours, you have to be productive. And today... All people are doing is watching, watching everybody else find out. How can I get rich? How can I get rich? This one has five minute ways to get rich. We're watching the game. You're in the game. You're supposed to be the player. But you're the, you're the fan. You want to be a fan your whole life? You're watching everybody else win. And who knows if that guy is for you? You need to be, create your own victory. And that's what, it's extremely important. That begin your days. With, with this expansion of consciousness. 
and then and, and the more you work harder to break those things that are putting you to sleep the greater your day will be the more expansive will be and then after that then you get contemplation and then you get the wealth you understand how it works you're basically in a wealthy when you get put yourself in a wealthy mindset wealth comes you understand basically what our sages is telling us put yourself in the mindset that you want to be put yourself in an amuna mindset and then a moon is a source of all blessings. Put yourself in a bitachon mindset, and then everything else comes. You understand? It doesn't work the opposite. We're thinking, well, I need to do it, and then the, the mindset comes. No, no, no. The mindset, put yourself in an abundant mindset, and then miracles come. Miracles don't come when you, when you worry about miracles. And then the miracle, oh, now I'm in a miracle mindset. Miracles come when you're able to, to recognize I'm going to surrender to a much bigger picture. I'm going to be in a miracle mindset. Then things come. Very important to understand that lesson. It's, I can't express to you enough that you should be praying for spirituality. And spirituality manifests into physicality. We are in the physicality mode. Like the, like the Lubavitcher Rebbe said it very best. You have a faucet. What are you going to pray for? A faucet? Yes, you have one. Turn it on. It's not turned on. You have, you have infinity inside of you. You have greatness inside of you. Turn it on. It's got to be turned on. All these things have to be turned on. Correct? You have muscles, don't you? They have to be turned on. Things have to be turned on. They don't turn on by themselves. It's not Alexa. Alexa! Turn on the light. And that doesn't work like that in the spiritual world. You have to. And the way you do that is by overcoming your evil inclination, overcoming your Yetzirah. And Hashem blesses all that we should start lengthening our days, expansion, not contraction. I'm in expansive mode. How's your day? I'm in expansive mode. It's not easy to do this. And when you do have those contraction days, it's not the day, that's not the time to beat yourself up and say, I tried. No, no, no. We're going to start again. You know, so it's extremely important that you, when you have those bad days and those days that don't have vitality, this is why our sages say you should fast. Fasting goes back into the past. But not so much you don't need to physically fast. You just need to have, okay, I had a rough day. Let's go. We're not going to celebrate a four-hour Netflix show because I had a bad day. That's not the time to celebrate. <laughs> Celebrate when you win. Don't celebrate when you lose. Today, everybody's celebrating when they're losing. What are you celebrating for? Don't, don't understand the celebration mindset. And this is all the work of the Yetzirah in the, in the, in the ego. It's not, it's not Hashem. And this is what we have to... We have to it's not enough to give people Torah. You have to give them... You have to let them remember that who they are. And because sometimes we forget that we are children of God... Sometimes we forget that. We've, we've had, you know, there's a, there's a major crisis of identity today. And we need to get our identity back. Have a great day.